Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Carefully you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. All right, I am Chris Rucker here with one half of the Walk the Walk Smooth Cast, the Bojangles champion, the man who exemplifies outkicking his coverage. <laughs> I had to throw a shot in there, <laughs> Mister Jay Z Flair. How are you, Mister Rucker? I'm fantastic. I'm Good, uh, man. Appreciative that you were able to hop on last minute, like I just told you a second ago. Oh, appreciative that I could hop on. I'm appreciative that you actually thought about me enough to want me to hop on, bro. You know you're always welcome here. Dude, dude, all the appreciation is on this side, my man. I I called DJ Rod, and me and him talked for a little bit, and I told him I was getting ready to record an episode with you. He said, you cheating son of a bitch. (laughs) You tell him that I was your black friend first, so... <laughs> Whether y'all are doing a podcast together or not, I was the guy first. I believe in all honesty, I believe your podcast was either the first or second that I was actually on. So the whole reason WTW exists is because of you and uh Myron. So that's y'all's fault. So send all your hate tweets. If you if you get too much of me and get tired of me being mentioned, blame Mr. Rucker and Myron at Tapped Out Podcast. Myron's uh Myron's a good dude to him and Nick hey, over at Tapped Out Pod. Amen. Uh, I hang out with we we have wrestling up here in in Georgia once every Friday of every, the first Friday of every month, and I've been going lately. And that's like their scene; like they run all that shit over there, and they just welcome me in, introducing me to the wrestlers and shit like that. So that's awesome. I got nothing but good stuff to say about them. And and me and you were talking before you started recording about about the uh, the friendships that develop from these things, and you've had a, a stroke of bad luck. Recently, I have as well, and and I, I don't know if you want to talk about this, but so much. But we're very appreciative of all these people who have reached out to us and have had, had made donations or just a kind word or a prayer that's been lifted up for our families. Man, we we some lucky guys, brother. A hundred percent lucky guys to have the fan base, the followers, and friends that we have. We really are. Um, I don't like talking about it as much i mean there's there's a little bit out there but i just i feel like i mean i I could be weird but i just feel like i don't want to exploit it to try to get listeners or downloads or whatever like that's not what i'm about but amen people know what happened with my son and stuff like that and a lot of the help that we got i didn't ask for it i didn't you know people reached out and offered a hand and i mean it's it's good because like you like like again we were talking before we started recording and like you said there's so much bullshit on the internet and social media and just bullying and being an asshole to people for no reason and when tragedy hits to have people some people you didn't even know in real life just reach out to you to help out man it's it it is the good part of social media that goes unnoticed a lot of times because we don't shine light on positivity. All we want to talk about is the negative in the world, which I don't fucking get it. 
And look, that goes back to something that my buddy Turbo over at Official Turbo taught me. When I first started Twitter, that's probably been six, seven years ago, when I first started, he said, quit that negativity bullshit, stay positive, think positive, be positive, take the high road, be the good guy, take the high road, be positive. I'm like, all right, dude, I get you. I understand, man. You got to hammer it into me. And so that's what I try to do, man. And it works so much better. You ain't never once once regretted saying something nice to somebody not at all unless you had bad attentions behind it like telling another woman she's got a nice ass hey that's a nice thing to say ain't the right thing to say but that's a nice thing to say oh but the attentions never... were great though they weren't bad <laughs> I, i'm planning on capitalizing on that nice ass later on but that's that's what you do you never regret saying something nice never never so that, you know and it's it's hard sometimes i have bit my tongue so much brother it's just, I'm surprised I still got a tongue. But if I didn't, my wife would leave me. That's another story <laughs> oh, for another day. So anyway. <laughs> for, for those of you out there that are, you know, not putting one and two together or two and two, however, basically that was a little in your window. Is what that was. <laughs> that was a whole lot in your window. <laughs> yeah. Ask your parents about it if you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, the reason I got you on here um, is because this week, is like a monumental week in professional wrestling, WWE, AEW, NWA, just like it's NXT. It seems like everybody this week is just turning the page and starting something new. So what I want to do is get your thoughts on a couple of the promotions. First off, out of those that I named, which one are you most looking forward to? NWA, Uh, NWA. NWA. You got a damn good world champion over there. Oh, dude, let me tell you something, man. I am one of Nick Aldis's biggest haters. The biggest, because I didn't think he could do it. I did not understand why Billy Corgan and Dave Lagana went with him at all. I was like, he's nobody. He has no personality. And my favorite line I've ever said is I'd rather pay $50 to watch Tim Storm than get paid $10 to watch Nick Aldis. And I don't know if that's it might be the money might be reversed there, but still that's, that was the deal. I love some Tim storm and I got instant blocked by Nick Aldis for it. Um, but he has really come a long way and it might be because of Camille. It probably is because of Camille. (laughs) Well, I'm not, I'm not one to pat myself on the back (laughs) saying that sarcastically, but if you remember back when you first went on your little crusade against Nick Aldis, there was some dude that was talking to you in Atlanta like, hey, man, Nick Aldis is kind of legit. <laughs> and he's fucking growing on me. So when he wrestled Cody at All In and, you know, we were there for for that, that let me know he was the star then. And then I, as I've been watching, it just get bigger and bigger and bigger. Now I'm starting to I'm starting to like his outside of the ring stuff. The guy looks like a million dollars. He's got that British accent. Like, what the hell is there not to like about Nick Aldis? And the british accent for one but he has come so far and i honestly feel like that's because of the nwa it's because of that 10 pounds of gold you always hear the thing about does the man make the belt or does the belt make the man i don't think and and i hate to 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 talk crap about the nwa world's heavyweight championship because i don't feel like it's where it definitely where it used to be but i feel like together Nick Aldis and the NWA World's Championship have built each other up. It is oh, yeah. a com- a combination of them together. 
with Billy behind it and Dave Lagana's just amazing video editing and, and his video building platform is absolutely amazing. And I feel like that the NWA, if they had the backing that AEW has financially would be so far ahead and beyond of what they are right now. But I truly feel like Billy is looking at this as a marathon and not a sprint. He's like, you know what? I'm here for the long run. That 20-year plan, that 20-year plan, that 20-year plan, that's all you ever hear about. And he is definitely doing it. He is he is grabbing a hold of anybody that's willing to help them out and build them up. And when it's no longer feasible for them and they're not they're not gaining in a mutual relationship, he cuts ties and he builds on his own. And now they're getting ready to launch the Atlanta shows. It's absolutely amazing what they're doing. They're bringing old school wrestling back. And I was going to jump in, and then you you said exactly what I was going to jump in and say was, I think they're doing the long game. They're not rushing into it and, and just spending millions and millions of dollars like AEW is. I th- all right, I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. I think NWA will be around longer than AEW. And not just NWA because it's been around for 200 years. I'm talking about this inclination of the NWA will last longer than AEW. Will it get bigger? I hope so. Or as big? I hope so. Will it surpass it? I don't know. But as far as 10, 15 years from now, when one of them's gone, I put my money on NWA still being there just because it's been a grassroots rebirth and they didn't just go from one extreme to the other. Like AEW went from fucking nothing to we're selling out buildings to now we're on TNT first wrestling in 20 years. You know what I mean? Like, those are big steps they're taking, and if they're not ready for it, if they didn't start small and work their way up, it's going to be hard to hard to keep that going for so oh, long. Uh, all right, and you bring that up. Now, let's think about what happened with Jim Crocker Promotions. You always hear, hear Ric Flair say, well, if they had not have overstepped their bounds and reached that far, they would still be in business today. Right. Y- you have to know that you're going to have that income before you're able to make jumps leaps and bounds all right let's look at fried chicken brother kfc started out in a gas station let's let's be legit start out in a gas station and he slowly built that up you know f- can i say that for it on here you can say whatever you want well shit. awesome but fuck the colonel sanders so <laughs> but he my, did his my son's did. ready to kick your ass if you <laughs> he fucking loves kfc we but got a, we got one of the the like the national treasures of KFC out here called the big chicken out in Marietta where like, I always thought it was something special, but it's literally just a big fucking chicken on top of the building. <laughs> and uh, when he was doing therapy, we, we stopped by there and he loves that place. So I'm gonna make sure he doesn't listen to this. Not that he ever does. I don't want you and him having heat. Cause you know, he, he is a black belt. So, well, but he did his stuff right. And now, you know, and Bojangles is doing the same thing, man. You start with a, a local, and then you go territorial, then you go regional, and then you grow from there. And, and I hate to say it, but I feel like AEW is not going to have the support financially that it needs and that, it, that the cons are not going to be like Ted Turner, where they took years and years of multi-million dollar losses before they ever turn a profit. I just I don't feel like that's a feasible thing because Ted Turner had a passionate love for wrestling and I don't know that the cons have that. And and maybe they do. Maybe I'm way wrong, but that's gonna take a special person to be willing to spend that much money on a wrestling product. Because I tell you like this, 
if I give my wife a hundred dollars right now and she told me she lost a hundred and fifty, I ain't giving her no more money, let alone <laughs> multi million dollars. I think you would. <laughs> you right, I get whatever she wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I agree with you, man. I think like I said, I'm and we were both at all in when it first started and we I mean you've been to Starcast and you run around, you know, doing all that and we both are supporting all of it. So, I don't want this to come off as we're cheering against it. I'm just saying I think one of them has a better plan than the other one. If that makes any sense oh, and yeah. You know, it is what it is. But speaking of the NWA, I will be there tomorrow night. I got VIP tickets. I'm hoping we can get there in line and I can be in the front row to see the national treasure, the holder of 10 pounds of gold, the world's heavyweight champion, and his insurance policy. Oh, yeah. Up close and personal. And I get a meet and greet at the end with him. So that's going to be fun. Oh. Tomorrow's the season premiere of Monday Night Raw, and I will be nowhere near television because <laughs> NWA is back in Atlanta, and I'm fucking excited about it. Man, look, I ain't going to lie to you. If I'd have known you were going, I would have mailed you my 10 pounds of gold so you could get a picture. I don't want Nick Aldis holding it. You just uh, hand it over to Camille. Let Camille yeah, take a picture. Nick Aldis ain't got to hold yours. He's got the real thing. That's oh, all he's Mine mine is a thousand times better than that piece of trash he carries. If he were to hold mine, he would leave with it and leave me his. I promise you that, brother. Promise you. And this has been My Belt is Better Than Yours. (laughs) Uh, The thoughts are those in his alone. They do not reflect Nick Aldis, the NWA, Chris Rucker, or Boots to the Face. (laughs) I I actually talked to Lagana. Friday some and he's he told me he's like I wish y'all were coming you and your wife were coming down to come see us man we're gonna have a hell of a show and I I wish like hell we can make it I really do because I would love absolutely love to be there because I know I know they're gonna bring back that 80s feel man and that's what a whole lot of wrestling fans want you know the biggest gripe we hear is that it's it's too much of a soap opera it's too much drama it's not enough wrestling and I feel like with this next step that, that the NWA is taking, that they're going to bring that old school Southern wrestling back, brother. I tell you what I like about it. Cause I've, I've been, uh, we've done center stage a couple times in the past year or so for ROH and, uh, NXT. And I just like the studio vibe that it's going to bring. Cause they're, they're going to be a Georgia public broadcast. And I've never been in that building before, but I've kind of seen the pictures of it. It's something about, just a couple hundred fans, but the place being sold out and everybody wanting to be there as opposed to 12,000 people and 6,000 want to be there and 6,000 want to get over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like these are these are fans that actually give a shit about what's happening in the ring, that are going to be passionate about it, they're going to be there to have fun and get entertained by the sport of professional wrestling as opposed to all the other bullshit that comes with it. So, like I said, man, I'm excited I hope it's a great show. I can't wait to see it on television. Also, the NWA back on TV. Like, are you fucking shitting me? The NWA. It's good times, man. And I feel like the NWA is going to be, all right, the NXT, in my opinion, is the top brand of of all the world right now. I don't care what anybody says. NXT is it. But I truly feel like the NWA is the current NWA is going to be like Jim Crocker promotion was in the mid 80s. 
And I feel like NXT is going to be kind of like what WWF was under Hogan's uh, reign in the late 80s. I, I just That's just a feeling I get. I think um, that's a big statement about in, NXT being the number one right there. That's uh, So you love an NXT. I do, dude. I enjoy it. I enjoy it. So, you know, my wife will, will sometimes she'll watch uh, pay-per-views with me or special events, whatever you want to call them. We go to wrestling events. The last time I seen her truly tuned in, and she is a casual fan, the last time I seen her truly turned in and watching and caring about a match was an NX TakeOver after uh, Las Vegas' event that AEW put on. And she was there live for that AEW event. She she enjoyed it. She enjoyed the Cody Rhodes and, and Dustin Rhodes match. She loved it. She loved it. And that kept her glued. She could give a shit less about anything else that was going on. But that NXT event, from the time it started to the time it stopped, she was all glued into it. You know, it's weird that because my wife is kind of the same way. Like, she's a casual. We do the WrestleMania party and we go to WrestleMania. We're doing that now. And and she just doesn't give a shit about AEW in it, but she know she's loved Cody since he was in fucking Legacy. So I don't I don't know what that's about. I know she needs to calm down with all that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> she's loved Cody, so obviously she likes Cody. But we could watch NXT, and she'll just be, you know, kind of watching for the match. Like she watched with me uh, when they debuted on USA Network the women's match. She had no clue who any of them were. But she was just like, good lord, that Bianca Belair, she's like a fucking bodybuilder. <laughs> she's like, she's stronger than that. How is she not going to win? And then when the other chick won, she's like, huh. I mean, it's just, it's weird that women would like things that are more just straight wrestling than they would all the bullshit you see on Monday Night Raw or what you're going to see on AEW. It's, that's that's a little odd to me. I don't know it, what that is. It is. But that's because it's... it's... I feel like NXT makes a product that is more wrestling based and they use more common sense connectivity than they do high spots. And they use high spots, no doubt they use high spots. But the high spots are not the high spot of the show. Their high spot is a good, solid, technical wrestling match that makes sense. So if you had to rank them, I'm I'm guessing your ranking would be NXT, NWA. Then who would be the third brand for this week you're excited for? SmackDown. SmackDown. That's a good one. Yep. Yep. It is. And I, I just feel like NXT is 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 it. It's the top game. And it makes me so happy that they're get they're finally on a level playing field with Raw and SmackDown because they have there, there's no way, no way in hell that anybody who has ever watched an NXT event over the past year, two years, can say has not been on par with a Raw SmackDown event at all. There's no way in hell. And I and I'll tell you this, Rucker. WrestleMania 36 is coming up next year. I guarantee you, you come back and you listen to this in 2024 when WrestleMania 40 rolls out, either either it's going to happen by 39 or 40, MJF and Velveteen Dream will be headlining one of those WrestleManias. Oh, I'm wow. Telling you, each other. I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you. Huh. MJF you know, is not going to stay with AEW. I don't see it happening at all. You know, I'm I'm not a big MJF guy, and I'm 
be honest with you, I'm not a Velveteen guy, but that's more of a a personal thing of a couple of run-ins I've had. I shouldn't even say run-ins. A couple of times I've had a chance to meet him where he wasn't, you know, what I thought he should be. And so look, look at me holding a grudge and whatnot. But, <laughs> but when the bell rings, like, dude is so fucking good. Like, you can't help but be just pulled in by him. You know what I mean? And so... A hundred percent. And so, I mean, you know, be it as it may, I didn't like the the way he treated the people that were there to see him at the time that I saw him a couple of times. But when the bell rings, man, you can't help, but just be like, I got to see what this motherfucker is about to do now. Like what crazy shit is he about to do now? And MJF, eh, not really a big fan. Oh um, God. I, I, dude, I, I love him. I seen him at WrestleCon and I, of course I was wearing one of those stupid ass suits and I started to walk up close to him because I was actually, I can't remember who I was looking for, but I was looking for somebody for Eric Bischoff. And I was looking for somebody, and I walked Probably by him. Probably see his little bitty ass. <laughs> and I looked over at him, and he looked at me, and he we locked eyes, and I already knew he had an insult ready. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting any closer to you for you to say shit to me, because I will punch you in the right Right in the fucking face. I ain't scared of you, MJF. I have I have fought people bigger than me, stronger than me, and I've always come out on top, brother. And this ain't no no. This is not no wrestling bullshit. This is really legit street fights, brother. I've been in some knockdown dragouts before. I ain't scared of no little MJF. Okay, (laughs) so (laughs) I just I don't know, man. The the I like it and I don't like it. Like sometimes I feel like he's trying too hard, and then sometimes I'm like, you know what? I kind of agree with him. Like wrestling fans <laughs> are a bunch of cocksuckers. Just I wish they'd just shut the fuck up sometimes. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> MJF and Velveteen Dream was booked by Jay Z Flair for WrestleMania 40. So when that happens, y'all can come back to episode 49 of Boot to the Face and give Jay Z all the credit that he deserves when that shit happens. I, I think that'd be cool to see that. I really do. I'm you just sparked a thought in me. You said MJF is not sticking around with AEW. Me and Marty, the other host on this show, we talk about this a lot. I am ready for Tessa Blanchard to be done with Impact and go to a she needs a bigger platform because she, she, she is so fucking good. She is. She really is. Her, and you imagine Hey, WrestleMania 39, you might have Charlotte Flair and Tessa Blanchard roll out together. And imagine, imagine them building a a, a four-horsewoman stable. And I know they're not going to call it that, but just their own stable, get two other people. I mean, dude, it, it writes itself. because shit. Oh, absolutely. Because you're going to suck in the... the I'm not even going to say old school wrestling fan. You're going to suck in so many people. Once people are explained the history behind it, and I, I've I've told people this before. I, you know, I explained to my wife when Cody won the NWA Ten Pounds of Gold what it meant, and she didn't know who Dusty Rhodes really was before then. She didn't know who Cody Rhodes was, but when I explained to her that his that Cody's daddy had won that belt in the eighties and what it meant to him when he won it, and then Cody won it, she shed tears, brother. And then you can't tell me that there are people out there that if Tessa and Charlotte got together and they tied them in and made them into a stable, kind of like how their father was. I mean, come on, man. It's too good not to do too good not to do. I'm trying to think who's who's two more second or third generation women that we could put in Rachel Ellerin 
She's uh, hurt right now. She's in NXT, right? Yeah, she's in NXT. I don't I don't know how good she is though. I just know the name because you, you know who her dad is. In my opinion, you'd have to treat it similar to how you would evolution. How mm-hmm. Triple H, you, you know, Triple H was your current superstar. Ric Flair was your was your I don't I hate to say former, but your legend kind of deal. And then you have two other people that you're gonna build up. I feel like that you would treat Charlotte just like her father, treat Tessa like the current superstar, and then find you a tag team of you know people who you're trying to raise up so it could potentially be two two women that are breaking into nxt right now or into smackdown right now but just four dominant women that are just amazing and make them just like the horsemen make them have just when they're outside the wrestling ring they ain't doing nothing but tearing the world up they ain't doing nothing but working out tanning drinking and fucking oh well i tell you what I'm gonna help you out. <laughs> I'm gonna put two other women in here. All right, I'll let you pick. You pick any up and coming superstar, and I'll pick the other one. So the first, the first name you could think of that's a young that you think is on the up and come, no matter what promotion, who would you put in there with Charlotte and Tessa? Who do you think I would pick? Who do you think I would pick right now if I could pick a woman to put in there and put her in the WWE? Camille's busy. Oh, I I don't care what she's doing. All right, so you got Tessa, you got Charlotte, and you got Camille, and I'm throwing Ronda Rousey in there as enforcer. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you get them just beating the dog shit out of everybody for years to come. You find you a baby face to fill the role of what Sting was against the Four Horsemen or Dusty. Oh my God, he's got money all over it. It writes itself. A hundred percent writes itself. And not only that, but you're talking about four of the most beautiful women who you know you're not going to screw with because they will beat your ass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. As a, I've been watching Impact a lot lately, and I'm not into the intergender thing, but I'm pretty sure Tessa could probably beat up damn near every guy I know. <laughs> so <laughs> I wouldn't fuck with her if I was y'all. And she's not. And. The weird thing, I mean, you've seen her in person. She's not that big in person. Like, on TV, she looks larger than life. Like, she looks huge. Not huge in a bad way, but huge. But in person, man, she's like four inches shorter than me, and I'm a fucking midget. (laughs) (laughs) But I met her at WrestleCade probably 2016, and she was absolutely – it might have been 17. It's when her and Ricochet were actually dating, and both of them were just as nice and polite as you could want to be, man. So I, I really think that she's an asset to the to wrestling and that she's going to actually be a huge superstar one day. And she's just like Charlotte Flair. She gets it, man. She gets it. So going to uh, WWE real quick before we start talking whatever else we're going to talk. I don't know. I got I truth be told, this was a last minute thing. I got no script. This is just two <laughs> talking about wrestling and me asking you questions. So um, what do you think about the fiend? I love it. I absolutely love it, man. So you're one of them weirdos, too. Man. Oh, dude, absolutely, man. It's the new age of The Undertaker. They're finally actually using Bray Wyatt for what he needs to be used for. He, he, creep, he creeps me out. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Oh. Creeps me. He creeps me all the way out. Just like I know what wrestling is, and I know it's just Bray Wyatt, but when I see that shit and the lights go out, like if if that happens when I'm in a tent, it's like I might leave. I'm not 
I'm not standing around here while y'all got this weird ass music playing and you know but all these crazy ass white people cheering and shit like that. That, <laughs> that means they got you, brother. They hey, got you. I tell you what, I mean, I, I like watching on TV, but if I was in if I was there in the stands, no sir, I'm out. Oh, Can't dude, do they, it. they got you, brother. They have hook line and synced you. That means it's getting over and that it's working. So you think he should win the title next Sunday? Nope. Oh my God! Me nope. and you are just alike. Nope, I do not. I don't think that at all. I don't think it's time yet, man. I don't think you put a champion on a character, the title on a character like that, because how do you beat him? Like, because as soon as you beat him, the mystique is gone. Yep, and and not only that, but sometimes sometimes the fun's in the chase, brother. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. It it, I it just, really is. I feel the same about Braun Strowman like I do him. Like, it's all a character more than it is in-ring. And as soon as you beat him, like, Braun Strowman's getting beat left and right now. So, I mean, who gives a shit? You can get these hands. Like, motherfucker, Seth Rollins got your hands and he still beat you. So, no, nobody cares <laughs> anymore. Like, nobody's afraid of you, Braun. You know what I mean? Like, what? Look, so if look. Seth Rollins turns around and beats The Fiend inside Hell in a Cell, like, the most ominous structure inside WWE... And Seth is locked in there with him, and he beats him one, two, three. I don't want to see no more Firefly Funhouse. No, that and that that's a hundred percent. Look at look at Becky. Becky Lynch was on fire, on fire, and why? Because she was chasing that championship. Becky needs what she she needs what she deserves. She deserves that belt. She needs it. Give it to her now. The fans demand it, and then they then she gets it, and it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, now she's got more haters than she's ever had before. That's right, and, it, and sometimes the fun is in the chase. Yep. And once you get that prize, it takes the steam out of them, man. And I don't want to see that happen yet. I just don't. No, it's been, it hasn't been long enough. Like, I, I enjoy the Firefly Funhouse. Like I said, I think The Fiend is creepy, but creepy in a way that I like. I like it. Like, I wasn't into The Undertaker when he, truth be told, I've never really liked The Undertaker, but I I respect the the mystique of what it was when I was a kid. Yeah. And, and I can only imagine what kids that are watching wrestling now think about The Fiend, you know what I mean? Because we look at everything through, like, I'm 37, we look at everything through my eyes. Think about what, like, a little 10-year-old kid watching this is thinking right now. <laughs> That's right. That, and they're probably thinking, oh, man, he's such a good guy. But when he gets in the ring, he's ready to rip some assholes open. And, <laughs> I hey, hope they're that... not thinking that. <laughs> Jeez. What kind of 10-year-olds you hanging out with, play? I can't tell you that. So, the... <laughs> but that's that's the good thing about about wrestling is, is it's amazing how much it's so much different to somebody who's growing up watching it. Like this is going to be so 20 years from now, if me and you are talking on a podcast, we're going to be thinking, dude, Bray Wyatt was so stupid. That shit was, it was way overrated and everything. And I can't believe it played out the way it did. But kids who are watching it now growing up with, they're going to be talking about how great it is. That's, that's it's, a point. it's a, it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing. How a child's mind works and, and takes things in so much differently than we do. And I think that's got a lot to do with the fact of we're so into the backstage politics that they don't care about that. We are just like, Oh, you know, they're doing this wrong. They're doing this wrong. They're doing this wrong where we don't give it a chance to play out. And we really don't. 
We really don't. You know, every month, every Tuesday, you can wake up to so many hate tweets from the WWE and about, excuse me, about the WWE. But, you know, if you fast forward to WrestleMania when all this stuff starts to make sense, when they're actually getting to the end of the story, you're so sucked in because you're finally seeing how everything played out. You know, I've been championing for a long time about people like me that are so into wrestling at an age where they have all the information at their fingertips to just tune out for like a couple weeks. Don't get on the Internet. Don't read the dirt sheets. Just watch the show and try to be a fan again instead of somebody that critiques it and see how much more fun you'll have. Oh, they should have did this and such and such should have did that. And her work rate, like, let's be honest. 95% 95% of the people on podcasts have never gotten a fucking ring before. So what do we know about work rate and who deserves to be over and all this other bullshit that everybody talks about? So I've been a a person that kind of I just don't like I don't like spoilers. I don't like knowing who's, you know, the favorite in the office and who's supposed to get a push and what next month's main event is. Like I just like watching it and trying to enjoy it and if I don't I say why I don't, and if I do, I say why I do, but it's just so toxic, I guess is the word for it now, man. I I don't get it. I don't get it. And I don't, I, I don't either. I don't get why people want to. All right, so you want to sit back and you want to watch AEW because you like their brand better compared to WWE. Well, that don't mean you got to talk trash about the WWE. In the same way, you don't like AEW, I try not to criticize AEW because they're doing things that I don't like. I ain't going to lie to you, Rucker. I don't like a lot of things that they're doing. But I know there's people that enjoy that type of wrestling. In the same way with WWE. And (laughs) I'm sorry. Just because you like Coke and I like Pepsi don't mean me and you can't get along. Look, no, put some crown in it. They taste <laughs> we'll have just as much fun. I'm just saying. <laughs> but that's that's the way things are right now. And it's it's really not good for wrestling because if you're trying to devote yourself to one brand, right. you're gonna miss out on some amazing stuff. And, and uh, all right, so I'm a huge fan, huge fan of a local indie promotion called Gouge. Mm-hmm. All right. And so I've also hooked up with another brand called American Lucha Wrestling. If I was so devoted to Gouge to where I was hating on American Lucha Wrestling, I never would have been invited to be a manager for them, which is going to allow me to be a manager for Gouge eventually. It's one of those things that when you start hating on things too much, you start excluding yourself from situations. And that's not a good thing for a wrestling fan because you're going to miss out on some great stuff. Absolute great stuff. Words of wisdom from the manager. I, I mean, I knew you did it once. I didn't know this was a a whole thing. Now, I mean, oh, shit. I'm, I'm, I'm going to see you. I'm on, I'm on their website as we speak, brother. And it's it's one of those things. Sadly, it's had to go on the back burner because of, of the things that's been going on in my life. But it's going to start ramping back up here before long. Once once all this stuff, I get caught up in and all these things in my personal life. You know, family comes first, brother. I don't yep, care who yep. you are. I don't give a shit. My family's going to come first, and that's what's been going on. And hopefully, you know, by November, December, or January, things are back to where I can actually go out and start having a little bit more fun. You're going to start seeing me a whole lot more ringside on places here locally. Well, that's good, man. And like like we talked about before, I'm glad the family stuff is 
is looking a little bit better, you know, me and yourself. So, hey, man, so that's good. Um, let me ask you. I got. I only got a couple more questions. I know you got shit to do today. I got all the time in the world for you, brother. Uh, and be honest with me too. This is just me and you. Nobody's listening. This is just. <laughs> this is just us. Did you have anything to do with Popeye's chicken getting fucked up and they don't have a sandwich know, anymore? Bro, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I, <laughs> I did not hijack a bunch of trucks. I did not derail a bunch of trucks, let alone I did not call a bunch of law enforcement friendly friends and have them pull over a bunch of trucks uh, that had nothing to do with me. Um, I did not at all blow up that Popeye's in Eden, North Carolina. I had nothing oh. to do with that at all. How so. the fuck? When chicken... Is your fuck business, <laughs> dude? Oh my god, it's amazing how stuff like that just plays out, man. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Chick Fil A, but I saw a video. It was like Chick Fil A, Bojangles, McDonald's, like all the restaurants were all sitting around the table and they were trying to figure out, like, all right, who the fuck is Popeyes and when they start selling the best chicken sandwich? And they were all like, colluding together of how they could stop it and. I'm pretty sure that probably happened in real life. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, Jay Z, but I live out here in the country. I see chickens all the fucking time. So how do you run? How do you run out of chicken? They're everywhere. I'm I'm sorry, man, but I, I'm going to tell you straight up like this, man. If I'm running a chicken business, I'm going to make damn sure that I got enough chicken laying around to make sure I can feed my customers for up to four months. Them some bitches couldn't feed them for two weeks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And it ain't like Popeyes is some regional startup brand that just opened their doors last uh, week. Some bitches are everywhere. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They ain't here because I ain't going to allow them to come to my county. But still. I never even got to experience the chicken sandwich. So they, oh, they yeah. lost my business before they even got <laughs> I never even got to. If you run out of chicken and when you sell chicken, don't fucking talk to me when you get more chicken. Because as far as I'm concerned, that shit's like... <laughs> cloned or some kind of steroided up chicken some shit you found on the side of the highway somewhere like i don't know that's just that's fucking <laughs> me so uh talk to me about wtw man what what do y'all got going on i know there was a competition i don't think the winner's been announced we, yet so you ain't gotta tell me that but we we are going to announce our winner on the next episode sadly 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 we have recorded episodes um, the last episode we recorded was actually with Adam Rotella, who was a, an amazing mustached man. Uh, I don't think it ever aired because during the show, sadly, Rod son uh, was playing, fell, hit his head, busted his head wide open. Oh, wow. um, Rod had to leave during the episode. I, I know it was recorded. I don't think it ever dropped. Um, man, we've had to run a bad luck. We really have lately. We, you know, with my family, I haven't been able to record like I wanted to. We were going to start back recording this week. Thankfully, 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 we're going to be able to start recording back this week. We're going to record episode Thursday to drop on Sunday next week so we can actually get back to it, man. And it's, I understand, like, you know, people give Conrad shit about Bruce not being able to record, man, but it's hard sometimes. It really is. And, and, you know, I love my fan base. I really do because they have done so much for me. But if you follow me on Twitter, you know, we haven't been doing lives. Me and my wife haven't been doing lives like we used to. I haven't been posting as much as I used to. My content has dropped. And it's not 
it's not an insult to my fans or 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 my followers or anything like that. It's just that, man, life has been rough lately, dude. It has been yeah. trying. To, it's been trying to kick my ass. It ain't gonna win. I'm sorry. I come. I'm gonna come out on top each and every time, and I'm gonna keep pushing. I'm gonna keep pushing. Yeah, we um we had to take a a two and a half month sabbatical ourselves, and I mean life happens, man. And if people can't understand that, then you know, go fuck yourself. Absolutely. Like, I don't want I don't want that download if you can't understand that shit happens, which which for the most part everybody does. So you know, uh, take all uh, the time you need, man. If you need to step away, do that. Um hopefully Rod's son is is all right. I didn't I didn't even know that, man. That's yeah. That's and some scary shit. And I shouldn't say it. I shouldn't have said it on the show because I don't know if he wants it out there or not. But yeah, man. Thankfully he's a, he is okay. But you know, we were re recording a show, and right in the middle of the show, Rod gets up and leaves and texts me. He's like, Hey, man, uh, just, just run it, keep going. You know, this is what happened. I'm taking him to the emergency room now. And, you know, sadly, I don't think the show was able to be used because it probably went on for another two or three hours after he <laughs> left with just dead silence. And I don't know if he could be able to use it or not. But, but man, it's, it's not that we don't respect and cherish our fans, it's just that. You know, it's it, it's my family comes first, and I and right. sadly, I, if you disagree with that, then you don't need to be a fan of mine because I'm going to argue with that to the damn to the dirt, a hundred percent to the dirt. Well, getting away from the the sadness of everything on Walk the Walk Smooth Cash, y'all did have a, a contest, and you had two finalists. So coming up next week, you'll be announcing the winner of the the WTW championship. Am I right? Oh, am I? I, absolutely. And not only that, but soon, 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 we're gonna have pictures of that of that championship belt wrapped around my beautiful bride's waist over her shoulder. I don't know how we're gonna have it, but you're gonna see her and a belt same time. And I don't know, God knows who knows what, uh, you know, we'll see when the day comes when we take pictures, what she's going to be wearing, but those pictures are going to come out. We're not wearing. <laughs> <laughs> but those pictures. We know how y'all do. We're not wearing. <laughs> oh, 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 two, two things, Rucker. So we're going to have those out and then the belt, I'm going to ship the belt directly to the winner. So, you know, I'm going to post the pictures after the winner gets their belt. But another thing, another thing, my wife come to me and she wants to do a Patreon page. And I don't know where people got off thinking we were going to be doing no nude photos on a Patreon page. You have lost your ever loving mind. So if you follow me and you think that that's what the Patreon page is going to be about, eh, 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 wrong, 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 wrong. So, let, so wait, so you're telling me, all those dick pics I sent you with my new iPhone, you're not going to use on your Patreon page? I didn't say nudes of you, Rucker. I'm okay. talking about nudes. All right. I just, just want to make sure you use them and do something decent with the pictures I sent you. Hey, guys. brother, I thought we were talking about the movie Black Snake Moan when you sent me them pictures, hey. but you know. <laughs> <laughs> this, new, this new telephoto lens I got on this iPhone, man, it does wonders. It blows up some stuff and makes everything else shrink. So, hey. <laughs> My, my wife follows a girl who sells makeup on uh, Instagram or something. She sent her a picture of a banana that she took with that new iPhone. I was like, holy shit. You talking yep. 
bringing the yep. dick pic game up to another level. Hey, man. Everything kids... looks big when the backdrop looks small. <laughs> kids don't know how good they got it these days, son. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, wait till I send Becky this shit right there. She's going to be all over, man. By the time she realizes it ain't that big, it's going to be too late. <laughs> could, you imagine, <laughs> could you imagine if we were in... In high school, when Tinder and Snapchat come along, brother, it is man. I swear to God, I would. I'd I be was in. I was in high school when AOL was out and everything was age, sex, location, <laughs> hit, question mark. You know what I mean? ASL, like, brother. Hey, ASL, yeah. ASL. Yeah. And and back then it was kind of weird and frowned upon. Like y'all met online. Like hell yeah, we're about to get to it later. But now <laughs> it's like people are getting married from meeting on Tinder and shit like that. So yeah, it's. I, t- I tell you, my friend, my best friend Brent, when me and him started hanging out back in the day, he was like terrified of girls. And we used to go to the mall every weekend, and I would make him go get two phone numbers from girls that were way out of his league just to see if anything would happen. And I mean, you had to have a pen, you had to have chewing gum, you had to have like something to write down stuff on. Like all that shit is prepared. And now you just like a picture on Instagram. The girl <laughs> sends you a DM. Like it takes no balls whatsoever anymore. You don't have to have that talk with yourself like, all right, god damn it, she's gonna like you. You're the shit. You go over there and talk to her. You know, you gotta work yourself up. Nah, not anymore. You just fucking hit like, you swipe right or left or whatever the hell it is, and if they hit you back, they do. If not, you swiped right or left on like seventy four other people. So, <laughs> but hey, that's fine and all. If you're looking for just to be a one night stand, man. But I'm telling you, dude, the work, and I mean work, and the luck that I had getting my bride was absolutely insane. You cannot redo that with Tinder. You cannot redo that with Twitter. You cannot redo that with any social media. That was you what, hard work. Don't tell me. And me and you are going to do a show coming up, and we're going to talk about how we got what we got laying next to us every night. Uh, I, I'm fine, Rucka. Whatever you want to do, brother, I am all for Because you talk about work. Like, I had to... Uh, I don't. Mine pisses me off when I think about all the work I had to do. <laughs> I tell her, like, you're the luckiest fucking woman in the world now. You, you should have said yes the first 17 times I tried to hang out with you. Bitch, find you another man that's going to do dishes and mop and sweep and laundry yes, and shit. Exactly. And, to, and curl your toes at the end of the night. <laughs> you go find another motherfucker like that somewhere. Good luck. <laughs> oh my god can i tell you a story you just said good luck we're going way off wrestling now so my matter. wife one day was my wife one day was in the bathroom like getting dressed and shit like that and she's like so um i've been doing keto and blah 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 how about and i'm doing something like not paying attention and i hear her say um i'm gonna go find somebody else like somebody younger than you or some shit like that and in my head i was thinking good luck finding somebody to you know have sex with you as well as I do. But all I said out loud was good luck. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, what the fuck do you mean? Good luck. Are you telling me I can't go find some? And like, it started this. And I was like, no, that's not what I meant. She's like, that's what you said. And slammed the door. So yeah, I put my foot in my mouth a lot. <laughs> I, I think one thing and I say something completely different. It happens on the podcast all the time too. I, but, I think, I think that's part of being a man. I really do. I really yeah. do. But I I grew up, and this sounds really bad, and 
if anybody knows my family personally, they will understand. I grew up, my mom and dad were so in love, still are so in love. They still go on dates. It makes me fucking sick. My wife loves it. <laughs> makes me sick. My Growing up, my dad called my mom slut bucket. And it's just, <laughs> like, but they they love each other like no other, dude. When my when my mom got sick, my dad he went he you know he he got into a little bit of depression, and now that she's doing better, they're just as happy as they can be. I have never seen two people so in love before in my life. But the way my dad would talk to my mom was insane. And my, my mom's my mom would look at my dad, look him straight now, and. You have to understand, my mom is a church-going woman. Every Sunday, she's playing the piano. Every Sunday, she is there from you know from like eight thirty in the eight thirty in the morning till one o'clock. She is at church, and she'll look right in my dad right in the eyes and not even crack a smile. And say, "You son of a bitch! I don't like you at all." And I'm like, "I'm not." Uh-uh, there is no way I will say that to my wife at all. But that's, I mean, dude, that's just. That's the kind of relationship that I look forward to that I just don't think people are going to have anymore, man. But I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about, Rucker. <laughs> hey, man. It went from wrestling to, like, relationships to family. to, And that's just the kind of shit you get. That's what the podcast is all about, Jay-Z. We talk wrestling, but it's more like just two friends fucking hanging out. And that's all it is. So people don't like it. They don't have any fucking friends. That's right. That's right, dude. They don't and know I, what it's like to talk to people in real life. They just know how to tweet. So dude, this is, I feel about it. Uh, man, it is. I hate, and I hate where that we're ending. I got a feeling you trying to wrap us up, man, and I hate it. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, Chris. Always, it is, man. Like I said, you are welcome anytime. Anytime you got some free time, you let, if you feel like podcasting or something like that, and y'all are, you know, y'all have already wrapped. Just let me know. Hey, you want to do something real quick? And we'll just throw some shit together. And because I got a feeling this is going to be way funnier than what me and you think it is. We'll probably get some. We'll probably get some feedback on it. But. God, God, I hope so. And I really yeah. hope that anybody that follows my dad on on Facebook doesn't tell him tell Slut Bucket I said hey. <laughs> <laughs> but man. Man, Chris, it's been way too long since me and you did a show together, man. I appreciate it. And Rod, I know you're listening. I ain't stepping out on you. I can handle two men at one time. And that's not an Efren joke. So let's just leave it at that. But don't be jealous, Rod. Don't be jealous. I'm light skinned. You're not. So I automatically win. I got to meet DJ Rod sometime, by the way. I'm, I've never met him. He seems cool as hell on the podcast. He, he really is. He. He's a little brash sometimes, and me and him have had some discussions. You know, we it's some that we don't need to go into detail with. But the man is just like me. He truly loves everybody, everybody. But he don't mind speaking his he don't mind at all speaking his mind. And he don't mind telling you how he feels. And that, you know, that rubs people the wrong way. But the man truly does. He really does try to help everybody that he can. And he he is why we have a WCW Smooth Cast because all he does is call me, he talks to me, and then we hang up and he does everything else. I mean everything else. I don't have to lift a damn finger. The hardest thing I have to do is plug up my Skype. That's it. Mm, mm, mm. White man getting rich off the back of a black man. Imagine Woo! That. Son, what you talking about? <laughs> what you talking about? Holy shit. I got to go. 
Hey, man, tell everybody where they can find you and everything you do. Absolutely, man. Chris, thank you so much for having me on, brother. You can find me. I am at on Twitter at Jay-Z underscore Flair. I am your reigning, defending, the baddest biscuit slinging, fried chicken eating son of a gun out of North Carolina, the Bojangles champion. You can find me on the Twitter. You can find me on the Snizap Chizat at JN Zimmerman. And my podcast is over at WTW Smoothcast. That's Walk the Walk Smoothcast, brother. Because if I can walk the walk, I'm going to talk the talk. And ain't nobody, nobody doing it better than me, Chris Rucker. Not a damn soul. I like it. <laughs> I can love having you on here. You you crack me the fuck up. You're right. We got to do this shit more often. Matter of fact, I'm just gonna start calling you out of the blue. Like I was you, man. Like I used to. I used to just call you. Like, hey, I drove by Bojangles. What are you doing? You're like, uh, kind of on a date with my wife right now. It's like, oh, you don't you don't want to talk to me? All right, fuck you, dude. Dude, the worst, man. I hate talking about my my career because I don't talk about it off, often. But I I I leave this as as uh, veiled as I can. I was on a on a situation one time, and it, you know everything is contained and wrapped up and whatnot. And somebody called me, and I shouldn't answer the phone. And they said, "Hey man, what are you doing?" I said, "Well, I'm a little busy right now." And I didn't mean I meant to decline your call, and I accepted it by mistake. Well, what's what's going on? And I told them they're like, "What the fuck are you even looking at your phone for? Don't fucking call me back." I'm like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> like but I was I, trying to be polite and tell you I, that I answered you by accident. You know, there's people standing around and whatnot. I can't really say what I want to say, and you don't really need to know exactly what I'm doing. But you know, that's how things go sometimes. Well, man, it's been so, fun. Um, hopefully I'll see you in a couple months sometime down all this wrestling we got coming up. I will, uh, I'll definitely send you some pictures of Come what's here. going down at NWA. I didn't want to say that cause you know, Come here. I don't I'll want to say anybody in trouble. Yeah. Hey, look, look, my, my wife knows she knows the deal. Taylor Swift to Camille is where it's at, bro. It ain't no need to argue about it. Ain't you no can't need get to too further ends of the spectrum than Taylor Swift and Camille. They're tall, Taylor blonde, Swift and beautiful. Like a, what do you want? They're blonde Taylor and Swift beautiful. Is like a, a, uh, Taylor Swift is like a child, and Camille's like a grown woman. <laughs> but, all right, and see, what people don't understand is, is I love, I love blondes, and I love beautiful and talented. And let me tell you something. Camille is talented and beautiful and blonde, brother. She is absolutely, absolutely awesome. Taylor Swift, the same way. Even if she was broke as a joke, she is beautiful. She's talented. My wife. Now, my wife can't sing like Taylor Swift. She can't lift like Camille. But the bitch can clean and cook like no other. (laughs) I might have to take that part out. I don't want you to No, you ain't. No, no, no. I'm I'm ducking behind my desk before she runs in and beats the shit out of me. (laughs) Well, man, tell the wife we said, hey. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we absolutely. see all her makeup stuff all the time. Like, my my wife watches so much makeup shit. Like, <laughs> did she I'm see surprised the... she hasn't started her own channel yet. <laughs> did I she mean, see the like, one with me? Did she see the one with me putting makeup on? 
I saw that one. She didn't see that one. She wasn't here when I was watching. I think I commented on that one too. Oh. I saw you get the makeup put on. But all I know is my wife watches so much shit. Like, if anybody out there needs a makeup girl, like, you come to me and I will have you looking <laughs> fucking flawless. Like, I'll get your eyebrows done. I'll do all that shit. And it's just from the shit that I hear constantly, like, as I'm in the shower. Like, I have no clue what Tati looks like, but I know that Tati's like the, the motherfucker in the makeup world. <laughs> well, Rocker, if you will, please, man, please do me one favor. One favor. I want you to take that snippet out that we just had talking about Camille Taylor Swift and my, my, my beautiful bride and put that into a tweet so I could tweet that out so people can hear the best segment of this whole episode, brother. I can do that. I don't think that was the best one, but I can oh. put that one out there because that was all you talking shit and I won't get any <laughs> So <laughs> I got no problem putting that one out there. <laughs> oh, oh man, it's been fantastic. I'm gonna go watch some football. I'm gonna go drink some whiskey. Let me get and, one more. Uh, let, let me get one more plug out there. Go one ahead. ahead. Jayzflair.com/store. Pick up some t-shirts, y'all. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the reason why this store exists is so I can be able to meet more of y'all, so I can travel more. Because believe it or not, uh, you know, I ain't in the most high-paying job, so every dollar you spend in my store gives me the opportunity to come meet more of y'all. So hit me up, let me know. But let's rock and roll, brother. And I will tell you, if you haven't met him, he's one of the nicest fucking people you will meet. I love when you lie, brother. Keep on lying. Lie some more. <laughs> hey, I wish I was lying. That's the motherfucker is as welcoming and and just polite as any crazy as the motherfucker. But, <laughs> but just invites you in like I remember we met at StarCast, and it was like I was meeting an old friend that I had seen before. Never met you before, besides that one talk we had on my podcast. Oh, absolutely. And just one of the nicest fucking people you'll meet. Uh, busy as hell. Can't can't pull <laughs> him away from true. everything. But, but you know, if if all the wrestlers were as nice as Jay-Z is to people that, that want to come up and talk to him, I think people would have a much better interaction. So, you oh, know, without I, I stroking I, you too hard... I appreciate how polite you are and how welcoming you are to people when they come meet you. I appreciate that text message, man. So far, this has been the highlight of my day, mainly because I haven't taken care of any extracurricular bedroom activities, but that's coming later on. So, at least thank I'm, you, brother. At least I'm the leader in the clubhouse. I don't know <laughs> but this has been Chris Rucker for Boot to the Face. I've been talking with Jay Z Flair, leading into the landscape of professional wrestling changing even though we haven't talked about wrestling in like 40 minutes. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us. Subscribe, like, share, tell your friends about it. And again, Chris Walker for Boots of the Face. Peace!